Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. In John chapter 11, John chapter 11, the Bible tells us the story of a man called Lazarus. Bible tells us that when Jesus was told that Lazarus was sick, the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ took additional two days where he was before he went to visit the family. When Jesus eventually made up his mind that he was going to visit the family, the Bible makes us understand as he was visiting the family, there were a lot of people weeping and wailing where he was and he was moved. And we'll pick up the story from John 11 verse number 33. John eleven thirty three. the Bible says, When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. And then verse number 35, which is the shortest verse in the scripture, Jesus wept. I want you to put your hands there. And let's turn to the book of Luke 19, reading from verse number 41. The Bible tells us they said, Now... As he drew near, he saw the city and did what? And wept over it. Saying, if you had known even you, especially in this your day, the things which make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Now, these two verses of scripture tells us that Jesus Christ wept. An indication that Jesus Christ was a human being that had emotion, that was able to feel the things that other people felt. But the question is, why was Jesus Christ weeping? Why was he weeping over the death of Lazarus? Why was he weeping over Jerusalem? Let me suggest to you that Lord Jesus Christ wept over Lazarus because he saw the devastating effect of death in the midst of men. You see, when he saw the people weeping, and the Jews who were weeping also came with her, he groaned in the spirit. He saw the devastating effect of death on humanity. Number two, Jesus wept over Jerusalem because he saw the terrible effect of ignorance. The Bible says, if you had known even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace. But unfortunately, they have been hidden from your eyes. So he wept because of the devastating effect of death on humanity. He wept because of the effect of ignorance. Number three, Jesus Christ wept on both occasions because he saw that people were held captive by their lack of understanding. That people are held captive by their lack of understanding. And because they are held captive by their lack of understanding, they pay a terrible price for not understanding and for not being properly informed. Bible says, Then the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled which says, Hearing you will hear, but you will not understand. And seeing you will see, but you will not perceive. So Jesus wept because of the devastating effect of death on humanity. He wept because of the, the effect of ignorance. He wept because of the price of lack of understanding on those who are not informed. 
When you don't know, you pay a very, very high price. And then finally, Jesus Christ wept because he understood that you cannot get any help from God beyond your level of knowledge and understanding of that God. You have an understanding and you have a knowledge that God is able to do something for you. That is what you will get. But if you do not have the understanding and you do not have the knowledge that your God is capable of doing anything, you don't get anything. God cannot help us beyond our level of knowledge and understanding. Jesus understood that. And that was why he wept. And in Matthew chapter 9 verse 29, the Bible tells us, he said that he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Not according to the faith of the preacher. Not according to the anointing of the preacher. According to your faith, be it unto you. What you get, the help you get, is a function of your understanding. The help you get from anywhere is a function of your level of understanding of that thing. And how much God will help you is a function of the level of your knowledge and your understanding of God. In other words, what you get from God is a function of how well you know God. Please understand, when Lazarus died, Jesus came to see the family as we read in John chapter 11. The Bible tells us that Martha said something to the Lord Jesus Christ in verse number 21. Then said Martha unto Jesus, if you have been here, my brother had not died. In other words, if you are here, this guy will still be alive. And I want you to notice what Jesus Christ said to Martha. Jesus said to Martha, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, yeah, 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 I know. He will rise again in the resurrection. But look at what Jesus Christ said in verse number 25. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. I am the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. Jesus was basically telling Martha, I am the one that had victory over death. I am the one that conquered death. I am the resurrection and the life. In my presence, death has no power. In my presence, death cannot continue to operate. In my presence, death will lose whatever authority and release its captive. You see, anyone who believes in me will not die. Martha heard what Jesus was saying. Martha probably believed what Jesus was saying. But one thing is sure. Martha did not understand what Jesus was saying. She heard, she believed, but she did not understand. How do I know she did not understand? Look at verse number 26. Jesus continued what he was saying, and Jesus said that whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And then Jesus now asked Martha a direct question. He said, do you believe this? Do you believe this? Basically, Jesus was saying, I'm not talking about the future resurrection. I'm not talking about the resurrection that will happen tomorrow. I am talking about now. I am the resurrection. I'm here right now. The one that death cannot overcome. The one that death will lose his power at his presence. Do you believe what I just told you? Do you believe that your brother can live even now? And I want you to notice what Martha said. Martha said, Yes, Lord, I believe. That thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which came into the world. That's not the answer. That was not what Jesus asked her. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he were dead, shall live. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall not die. He's not asking, do you believe that is possible? And Martha's response indicated that she did not understand Jesus' question because she did not understand what Jesus was saying. There's one thing for you to have a head knowledge. 
There's another thing for you to understand exactly what you're hearing. Martha was standing there with Jesus, hearing everything that Jesus was saying, but she had no clue. It was like he was just going over her head. Martha did not understand the question because she did not understand what Jesus was saying in the first place. But that is not the story that I'm going for this morning. The story here is that the sad part of the story is not that Martha did not understand what Jesus was saying. The sad part of the story was that Martha did not even bother to find out what Jesus meant. He didn't bother to ask Jesus, what do you mean? He didn't bother to ask Jesus, what are you trying to tell me? And how do I know that? Look at verse 28. The Bible said that after Martha has said her peace, and when she has so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, saying, the master is come and called for thee. Here is Jesus Christ giving you a very deep revelation. I am the resurrection and the life. If you believe in me, you will never die. If you die, you will come back to life. If you are still alive, you will never die. And Martha did not think it was necessary to ask, oh boy, what are you talking about? That's all you have to say. What are you talking about? And Jesus would have given. It was the ignorance of the power of resurrection that was staring at her face. It was the lack of understanding of the power that was available to her. It was the lack of desire to know what Jesus was talking about that actually grieved the heart of Jesus when he wept at the death of Lazarus. That was what really broke his heart. I'm standing here trying to make you understand that death does not have to have dominion over you. If you believe in me as the resurrection and the life. And the lady walked away. That is amazing. Martha had all that Jesus said. But Martha did not understand a word of what Jesus was talking about. And my brothers and sisters, there are many in the church today who hear a lot of sermon. They hear the word of God being read and hear the word of God being preached but really have no understanding of what that word is saying to them. Many are hearing the word of God preached to them on a daily basis but they have little or no understanding of what they are hearing. And that is not the sad part. The sad part that they do not even take the time to find out. The Bible says search the scriptures for in there you think you have life. Look at the scriptures. Many of us are not even curious enough to find out what the Lord is saying. And we must understand that if we are going to move forward this year, if we are going to possess our divine portion this year, we must understand what God is telling us about our portion. Because possessing your divine portion is not only a function of you praying. It's not only a function of you doing all the religious things that we do in church. It is a function of you understanding what is required for that particular portion to be delivered to you. You must understand what it takes to get what you want. It is not enough for you to pray. I'm not saying prayer is not important. Please don't misunderstand me. Prayer is required. Fasting is required. But there is more. And what requires is that you must understand what is required to possess your possession. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 16, where Paul and Silas were being arrested and they were put in jail, they were flogged and put in prison, and at midnight, both of them started singing. After they were singing, the Spirit of God emerged, the prison door was opened, the Philippian jailer went in there, brought them out. 
Paul and Silas preached to this man, and the man asked one very simple question in that particular Acts 16 verse 30. He said, men and brethren, what must I do to be saved? The Philippian jailer understood that salvation is his portion. He understood that the will of God for him is that all will be saved and none shall perish. And he wanted to understand what it will take to possess that particular gift of God for him. And the same is true for us. Possessing our divine portion requires that we understand what we must do to get it. Because if you don't understand what you must do to get it, what you will find is that we will just keep going up and down. When we don't know what we must do, it appears as if prayers are not answered. When we don't know what to do, it appears that the preacher is lying to us. When we don't know what we must do to get what we want, it appears that our faith, our faith in Lord Jesus Christ is a waste of time. And that's why people look at Christians and begin to wonder, all this noise that you are making, where is the evidence? It's not because God does not hear and answer prayer. It's because in most cases, many of the people who the word of God have been committed to have no understanding of how to make that word work in their life. And that's why David said in Psalm 119 verse 18, he said, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Here David is saying, give me understanding to see what is contained in your law. Give me an understanding to see what you have promised me. Let me know your portion for me. David prayed that prayer because he knew that when you are able to understand what God is saying to you, it changes everything. That's what David said. He said, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things out of your laws. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7 tells us, he said, wisdom. Is the principal thing. He said, therefore, get wisdom. But as you are getting wisdom, he said, in all you're getting, make sure you get understanding also. Because what is wisdom without understanding? It's useless. Understanding how to possess the things that God has promised for you is a must. And that is why I am telling you today. Because some of you are asking, why are we talking about this thing? You're talking about Jesus weeping, you're talking about understanding. Why are we talking about all this thing? One thing I want you to understand is that it is one thing for you to know what you are looking for. You are at a particular level when you know what you are looking for. It's another level when you find what you are looking for. And it's a completely different level when you now know what it takes to pick up or to, to take possession of that thing that you are looking for when you eventually find it. A lot of people pray for certain things. I want a job. When you eventually get the job, what do you need to do to be able to benefit and to position yourself to get the maximum benefit of that job, you need understanding. It is one thing to unlock our divine portion. It's another thing for you to know how to access your divine portion when it has been unlocked for you. And my brothers and sisters, we need understanding to access what God has in store for us this year. We need understanding to access it. Because... If you don't have understanding, you will be like the man that the Bible tells us about in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 15. The Bible tells us, it said, the labor of fools wearies everyone. Why? Because that fool does not know how to go to the city. Ecclesiastes 10, verse 15. The labor of fools wearies everyone because they do not know how to get to the city. In other words, you are doing things, but you don't know how to get the desired results. To access your divine portion, you need understanding. You need to know how to get to the city. What is understanding? 
To understand means to comprehend. To understand means to grasp the nature and the significance of something. Understanding is being able to see what God is saying to you. It's one thing for you to hear. It's another thing for you to see. Understanding is being able to see what God is saying to you. Understanding is possessing a working knowledge of the word of God. And when I say working knowledge of the word of God, I'm not talking about you cramming the word of God. I'm not talking about you memorizing the word of God. It means you know how the word of God works. How the word of God is supposed to be employed, related to, so that it can deliver the results that you want. That's possessing the working knowledge. The Bible tells us in the book of First Chronicles chapter 12. Tells us about a unique group of people in the Bible. A unique tribe of Israel. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse number 32. The Bible tells us that it says, And the children of Isaac, which were men, that had understanding of the time, to know what Israel ought to do. They were not just like any other tribe. They were people who had understanding. They knew the times and they knew what Israel ought to be doing. In other words, understanding is knowing what to do at the right time. Understanding is knowing what to do. If you understand the process, when you are confronted with that process, you know what to do. If you understand a particular environment, when you are found in that environment, you know what to do. If you are having understanding of relationship, when you are in a relationship, you know how to make it work. Understanding is knowing what to do. And my brothers and sisters, I want you to know what we need is deep understanding of a subject if we are going to display mastery of that subject. Any subject that you want to display mastery on, that you want to be able to be proficient on, you need a good understanding of that particular subject. And my brothers and sisters, until you have a deep knowledge and understanding of a chosen subject. You cannot master it, let alone enjoy it. You can't enjoy it. That's why the Bible says, have you ever seen a man who is good at what he does? He says he will never stand before mean men. He will stand before kings. Why? Because he develops a good understanding. Students don't fail because they don't know anything. Let's understand that. Students fail because they don't know enough of that thing. And that is why when you're on a scale of 1 to 100, your teacher gives you 30. That means you only know 30% of what you are supposed to know. You score 50, which means you only know half of what you are supposed to know. Students don't fail because they don't know. Men don't fail in life because they don't know. Men fail because they do not have enough deep understanding of the subject matter that is confronting them. Why do you need to understand things? Why do you need to have that deep understanding in order to be able to enjoy the benefit of that thing? We need to understand to help us recognize information. Understanding is required. You need understanding to be able to recognize information from scripture. When the Lord is talking to you in scripture, if you have no understanding, it will just gloss over your head. So you need understanding so that you can recognize Number two, we need understanding. We need understanding to help us absorb information. A lot of people absorb a lot of junk. When you have understanding, you have discernment. When you have discernment, you know what is good for you and what is not good for you. Understanding is required in the life of an individual to be able to absorb the right information. There are information that will move you forward. There are information that are just completely useless. You need understanding, number one, to recognize useful information. You need understanding to be able to absorb useful information. You need understanding to be able to associate 
two useful information. The Bible says, comparing scriptures with scriptures. If you don't have understanding, you cannot look at the association. One of the interesting things that I see in people that I interact with in this particular culture is their inability to understand simple systems theory. They see things in isolation. A person talks anyhow and wonders why people don't like him. And you begin to wonder, it is common sense. Your word affects the way people interact with you. If you talk anyhow, they don't want to interact with you. It's a system. There is nothing isolated. And when you have understanding, you are able to associate information. You are able to associate cause with effect. You are able to see the reason why things happen. You are able to see the reason why God gives instruction. That is why you need understanding. We need understanding so that we can apply what the Lord Almighty is telling us. A man who understands a particular process find it very easy to apply that process. But when you don't know, when you have no understanding of the process, it is very difficult for you to apply what you don't know. Many of us, if we are asked some concept, we probably have an idea of that concept. But because we don't know enough of that concept, we cannot discuss that concept intelligently. So understanding helps us to apply. But most importantly, understanding helps us to submit. It helps you to submit to the right authority. Jesus Christ said that you should be afraid of God who can kill you here and also send you to eternal hell. He said, don't be afraid of man that can only kill the body, but they cannot do anything about the soul. In other words, when you understand the level of power of man compared to the level of God, it fires your brain cells to know that it's better to fear God than to fear man. When you have good understanding, it helps you to submit to the right authority. But when understanding is lacking, when you have no understanding in a particular area of life, what you will notice that that particular area of your life becomes stranded. If you have not enough information on a particular area, that particular area of life is stranded. Like we read in Ecclesiastes 10, 15, it said the labor of fools worries them for we do not know how to go to the city. As long as they don't know how to go to the city, what do you think will happen? They will keep roaming around the same spot because they lack the understanding to go from where they are to where they need to be. The same thing in our lives. If you lack understanding on the subject of faith, if you lack understanding on the subject of divine healing, if you lack understanding on the subject of divine prosperity, you will find that, that you will hear the word, but you do not produce the desired result. That means you don't know how to get to the city. You don't know how to get to the place of reward, the place of manifestation of the promise of God. When there is a lack of understanding, life is stranded. When there is lack of understanding, we become victim of circumstances. Because you don't know. And anybody can take advantage of you. And that's why the Bible says that we should not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Because the enemy walks about doing what? Like a roaring lion seeking who we will devour. The only people the enemy can devour are the people that lack understanding that he has already been defeated. Those are the people he can devour. And that is why you become a victim of circumstances when you lack understanding. When we lack understanding, our lives become easily exploited. Silver coated tongue pastor who know that their congregation don't know life from right. What happened? The Lord is telling me right now there are 500 people here who are going to give me money. Ah, 
point you are making is that when you don't have understanding, you become easily exploited. Not just by the devil, but by agent of the devil. If you do not have understanding, you are easily held captive. Therefore, my people are going into captivity because they have no knowledge. They don't know. And when you don't know, you are going to be held captive. Not only that, when you do not have understanding, Bible tells us in Proverbs 21 verse 16, anytime you read scriptures, please pay attention to the word. The Bible says, a man who wanders away from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. In other words, life will be sucked out of you when you don't understand things. You will be spinning your wheels, trying to move forward, but you find that things are not shaping up. A man who lacks understanding or who wanders away from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead because you will continue to associate with people who don't understand just like you are. Remember what the Bible says, as long as the hair is a baby, does not grow, he says it's not different from a servant. You own all things, but you still remain a servant. Why? Because you don't know. He said, but the day he matures, the day he grows up, that is when he moves from that servant situation into the position of a child. A believer will remain among the dead as long as he lacks understanding of the things of God. So seeing the danger that is associated with lack of understanding, why would anyone not want to have understanding of the things of God? Why would they not want to have it? Number one, is because they are ignorant about the things of God. Bible says, having the on their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. They are ignorant and therefore they will not seek understanding. Number two, because generally speaking, many in the church are simply lazy. And people generally are lazy because they don't want to work. And that's why the writer of Proverbs says, He said, Go to the ants, thou sluggard. Consider their ways and be wise. Say, these people have no leader, yet they know how to gather food in times of summer so that they can survive in the winter. Many of us refuse understanding, not because we don't want to, but we don't want to pay the price of getting it. Laziness. And then many are too afraid of change. That is what happened to the Pharisees. Pharisees knew there was going to be a Messiah, but they do not want to leave their position. They don't want any change. They want to benefit, but they don't want to change. And that's why a lot of people lack understanding. And most people lack understanding because of pride. Why would I ask for help from anybody? After all, I'm supposed to be the elders in this place. I'm supposed to be the pastor, so I should know more than everybody. And that is why they lack understanding. The question then is, how do you possess understanding and where does it come from? Where does understanding come from? How do you get it? We understand according to Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2, reading from verse number 6, the Bible says, it says, the Lord gives wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So in other words, God is the one that gives wisdom and gives understanding. We saw the example in the life of Solomon. He prayed for wisdom. The Lord gave him wisdom. Since wisdom comes from the Lord, the question then is that, how do you get understanding in your life? How do you get understanding? Number one, you get understanding through the study of the word of God. You get understanding through study of the word of God. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15, it says, study to show yourself approved, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Number two, you get understanding through meditation. There is a difference between studying the word of God and meditating upon the word of God. 
He said, I have more understanding than my elders for your testimonies and my meditation. Meditation simply means that you take the word of God and you turn it around in your mind. You begin to examine yourself. You begin to ask questions about the word. What is the Lord telling me? Why is the Lord telling me this? What is this instruction about? Why is this instruction important? You ruminate on the word of God. You question the word of God in your heart. You begin to turn it around. That is what is called meditation. Studying is actually studying to get information. Meditation is to get understanding. And then number three, how do you get understanding? You get understanding through prayers. The Bible says that if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Go to God in prayer and say, Lord, give me understanding in this particular area of my life. Go to God and specifically talk to him. And the Bible said that if we ask, he said the Lord Almighty is generous and is giving, he will give it unto you. And then number four, the Lord God Almighty gives us wisdom. We get wisdom through what is called proven mentors. Proven mentors. In other words, you get wisdom in any particular area of life. Or let me say it this way. There is no area of life that you want to get information on. That you want to move or excel in that somebody has not already excelled. Somebody has already done something in the area of life where you are interested in. In order for you to be able to move forward and get understanding of how that area operates, go to the people who have already excelled in that area. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.